Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older. It's the final episode of season four of Waiver Wired. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, but we can't say goodbye without recapping a lot of the awesome things that happened this season. And of course, the Super Bowl itself. Eddie, should we announce, um, I guess, listen, this is tough. Are, are you ready? Are you ready? Um, Might as well. Second place is the first loser. And unfortunately, that's a waiver where it is. We lost by 0.6, six tenths of a point to Covered in Glory, the other football podcast. No thanks to you, Travis Kelsey. Isaiah Pacheco, if you could have held onto the ball, we would have been champions because that one cost us. Didn't cost the Chiefs, but it cost us. Eddie, how are you feeling about our second place finish? Very up and down Sunday. Yeah, um, early on in that game, I mean, for I don't know exactly how long, but like Kelsey was what he was under his props, both yeah. yards and uh, uh, catches for a, quite a while. That game was turning in the boring direction. We'll get down to that, but first with our fantasy yeah. league. But yeah, so he was under Pacheco. They were feeding him through the oh. air and the ground a lot, but the Niners did a fantastic job of shutting him down. And again, to recap for those who weren't uh, up to up to speed here, we had a three point lead. Myself and Jen, team waiver wire. Had a three-point lead uh, over Team Covered in Glory. That's with Toby Mergler and Brett Cormanos. Um, so we were a three-point lead, first and second place to win the extra points fantasy playoff league. I felt good about it. I liked how much they were getting to Pacheco early on. Kelsey was not existent. There were so many uh packages where they had the two other backup tight ends on the field. They were getting the ball, um, which was so good to see. And I was like, wow, Kelsey is not a factor in this game. He's too busy bumping Andy Reid in the sidelines. And obviously it goes to overtime, has a big catch. And I'm like, no. And then we again to lose by less than a full point is a heartbreaker. And we've seen plenty of people's scores over the course of the season with very tight fantasy losses. So we experienced that ourselves. I will say we're always in the final dance, Jen. Like we've uh, second yeah. place finished twice. We won last year, but covering glory, I got a hand with them. I'll uh, give them a tip of my hat. You know, they've been very, very good. Two, two victories for them. So um, yeah, the other football podcast won. It's brutal. Um, I, but you know what? I was thinking about it. I wouldn't have changed anything with the way that we built our team and the way we played. If I were to go back in time, I feel like I would still make the same choices. Uh, it's as simple as one more catch from Pacheco or a yeah. couple of his runs. If he got a couple extra yards uh, on uh, a run or two, if he broke one for 15 yards, then we're winning this. We're, we're, we won the matchup. So it's, I mean, it's one really more catch, literally we win. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, ridiculous. So anyway, um, congratulations to Covered in Glory. Uh, we are not sore losers. I mean, we're upset losers, but we're not sore losers. You guys earned it. And congratulations to you two. And on top of that, congratulations to Mark Gunnels, who won our season long picks league. As you know, we released our picks against mm -hmm. the spread every week of the season. This was apparently somehow confusing to a lot of people on Twitter and or X, whatever you want to call it, because every week. When there would be like, you know, I don't know, uh, Cardinals plus seven. And we would pick Cardinals. People would be like, how could you pick the Cardinals, you idiots? Like they right. didn't understand the spread, even though it was like, I don't know how much more clear you could be. And I don't know how many times I typed, these picks are against the spread. These picks are ATS. 
Yes. But they uh, were against the spread, guys. Yes. Stop looking at just the logo. We do put out the the spread. Usually it was taken uh, Wednesday midday. Uh, Trust us, our records, our records are very good across the board. Our records would have been a lot better if we didn't have to pick against the spread. So yeah, you are backed by Caesars, folks. Like we're, we're a betting, it's a gambling network. Like just please understand that we are betting against the spread here. (laughs) But, but we all, didn't we all finish with a winning record? I uh, believe seven out of nine of us were above 500. Yeah. Uh, you did had a great finish to the season, tied for second. You were 137, 122, and 10, mm-hmm. uh, tied with Toby. Uh, like you said, Mark Gunnels finished first. And I was <laughs> incredibly somehow tied for fourth with myself, Dave, Hench, and Brett. All had the same exact record, 132, 127, and 10. Um, I went with the Chiefs uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, getting the points. And uh, those three guys all picked the Niners. So that's how we finished with the same exact record so yeah they should have listened to our podcast you know what's funny is i did our podcast Mm -hmm. and then i did trendy with toby and martin and toby was on the chiefs as well Mm -hmm. um kind of thinking the same way we did and then martin was like i thought contrarian picking the niners so i thought oh well at least one or two people might pick the niners i thought everybody would be the chiefs it was the opposite it was like most of everybody picked the niners and i was like wow that's so interesting Mm -hmm. Obviously, they were wrong, but yeah. um, you got to listen to Waiver Wired for this stuff, man. We had it right. We nailed it. We that finish even in overtime. Can you believe it got to 47? We picked the under for mm-hmm. under 47 and a half. We, we picked the under. The line actually moved to 46 and a half just a couple of hours before the game. So right. anybody that took that under, sorry. I did not foresee. Oh, I thought it would be a close game. I did not foresee overtime. I believe I predicted the score. I don't remember if it was this Potter Trendy as 24-21. Basically, that's what we got. Unfortunately, it was more of a sweat because it happened in overtime. Yeah, I was uh, 24-20 chief, so it was very close to you. Mm -hmm. Again, did not think overtime. The way the game was trending... Uh, you know, the first, I, again, I don't know how, exactly how long, but I was like, yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a stinker. I know I was just listening to Martin and Mark on Lemon Pepper and Martin was saying we should appreciate the defenses. I understand that, but I think at a certain point in the Super Bowl, especially where you have a lot of extra people watching the game who are not normally football fans, we could still classify this as a relatively boring game. It was in the same vein as that really, really boring Patriots Rams Super Bowl not oh, too long ago. Um, but To the the credit of the game, the credit of both those teams, whatever, it it, it flipped. It completely flipped. And that last portion of the game was absolutely thrilling. Obviously, Jen, you mentioned overtime. Getting that was really interesting, too, because it seems like a lot of people were not people on the field as well. Not entirely sure of the overtime rules. So um, I don't know what else we could ask for. It ended up being an awesome finish. So that is a perfect segue into the next thing I want to talk about, which is knowing the rules of the game that you're playing. Okay. Not only do you need to know the rules of the game you're playing, you need to know the rules of the prop that you're playing. And I want to say for anybody that listened to Waiver Word, you knew that the rules were of the prop. It is from first word sung to last word sung. Based on this research, we gave you the advice to take the under on the national anthem. That is what cashed at BetMGM and DraftKings, the two books that were offering it. Now, you can't actually bet on the national anthem in America in sports books. Mm-hmm. You can play it at parties. You're going to have to take this up with your commission at your party. But the rules at the sports book generally depend, and you have to read the rules of your sports book. We said it would go under because the time, we didn't think she had the breath control mm-hmm. to hold out brave. We were like, she doesn't have the breath control to hold out the final brave. Didn't have it. 
Even if she adds the extra notes, and I even did a recording with extra notes added, it came to 89 seconds, which guess what? 89 seconds is what she was. We Mm -hmm. knew she could hold the brave. So when people, when she sang the extra brave, it legit was a controversy because I understand if you didn't read the rules that you were pretty sure that went over because it was the last note sung. But the lyrics of the national anthem are, oh, say, can you see from the home of the brave? That's it. Mm -hmm. They're not brave, brave. And that brave was there because she couldn't hold the note, (laughs) which was kind of the point. And also, I all want to say, I was really disappointed in her performance. I was so locked into the time. I like didn't mm-hmm. listen, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and, the, and you're right. Like we 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 went back. We looked back at her previous performances. I believe we said last uh, episode there was three national anthems she's done. All would have been under. And you know, again, you're the expert here. This is your field. But as somebody, you know, the national anthem has specific lyrics. Now I understand she repeated the word that appears in the song twice, but like how I've been arguing this uh, with some people who don't understand it. It's like, if you replace the second brave with literally any other word, it's no longer the national anthem. You are now freestyling. So if you add a second word, why would that count? And I go by what the other sports books say, like what you just explained, it's the beginning of the first word to the beginning of the last word. And by those standards, it is clearly under so i don't know why there was controversy actually you should be happy that the books did pay out both sides it was really cool that they paid out both sides they definitely took a loss on that one and they took a loss on the whole game because Mm -hmm. everybody took the chiefs they must have taken a bath Mm -hmm. but this happened with gladys knight a few years ago which is why they got so specific right because Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have these extra vocalizations that count towards the national anthem and that's what that was that was her she didn't have the breath control she sang the word brave again to make it seem like she did because she's nearly 70 which was the whole point of why we took the under Mm -hmm. so in my opinion it was a smash win i am absolutely logging it as a win for us because it was originally calculated as a win for us um and i even they paid out both sides I think that's awesome. And for those of you at home that took the over, she did add more stuff. There was more stuff. But the anthem technically itself went under the performance. Whatever, but that's Absolutely. not what you're about. Which, which, we, which we talked about on the podcast. We said it's about first word to last word. Yep. We we pointed that out and there was plenty of specifics as to why. I mean, we, we could not have given more evidence. We were even laughing about it, saying there it was so overwhelmingly in favor of the under, it felt almost we like something but like this he, was bound to happen. Like I, I'm not even shocked that this yeah. happened because we were laughing about it that like we knew that it made no sense to even have the over, uh, especially with the setting it so high at 90 and a half seconds. And of course, now we have the controversy of all controversies. I couldn't even like focus on the game when it first kicked off because I was like, wait a second, like I'm so sure of this. <laughs> being under this is our thing like jen has nailed it this is now should be four straight years um you the chiefs are maybe a dynasty you also are now easily a dynasty um you you have tied montana and bradshaw with with the four straight you have four rings here but uh, yeah i mean thank you reva for making it very interesting early on but like we called it uh i mean again go back listen to the video we said everything step by step and uh, again good you know good on the books for saying to to pay out both sides it it is both sides Two, I mean, people just could not be more confused with the rules of the anthem, the rules of overtime. It was a very confusing Sunday. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register you. Using this code, listen up, 
Omaha full, the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. The rules of overtime, let's get back to that. I was stunned to hear they didn't understand that they didn't go over the rules of overtime. They deserve to lose simply for that fact. Honestly, (laughs) remember, um, again, I'm so sorry because I did two pods. I can't remember if it was this pod or trendy, but I believe it was both. I said, I believe Andy Reid is the better coach. Yeah. This is an example of why. They were fully prepared. They knew. Now, of course, I'm sure some of that had to do with that they had awareness because they were a part of the controversy of why the overtime rules were changed. But it doesn't matter. You have to come with a plan for everything. And I can't believe that some people on the team didn't know the rules of overtime. Now, I still don't think you have to fault Shanahan for them receiving first. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he. Ch- would have chosen that knowing the rules anyway. He maybe he thought would think he wants to get, you know, them defense while they're tired or something like that. Like there could be reasons for that, but it does seem to be an advantage um, to get the ball second in an overtime sudden death situation, because then you know how many points you're playing for, right? You can play for eight or you can play for three if you need to. I think me personally, I've seen arguments on both sides. And I've seen a lot of people say that if you get the ball first, if you do score a touchdown and look, I I know a lot of people, I'm in favor of getting the ball second. I think having last licks, if you you win it, get the ball second because you're putting the pressure on the team that they have to score a a touchdown. And I think in this case, too, both with the defensive touchdown. Well, yeah. Or the game could also also end up in safety as well. Um, That's a good caveat there. But I, you know, I think that you're putting the pressure on the team to score a touchdown. And if you trust your defense, which both teams here obviously could trust their defense, they both have, you know, stars on both sides. This is not like, you know, the, the lions are playing or whatever else. So I think I would like last licks just like baseball. Um, I think in same thing with NHL, the overtime, the, the hockey shootout, I think knowing that you could tie the game or win the game, I think that's an advantage. 
assuming that you're going to get the ball first and get it third, that also means that you have to hope the team that has the ball second does not go for two if they score a touchdown and they beat you. Because if you hold them to a field goal, obviously, then you get the ball back third if you feel pretty good about it. But I just, it's too many variables to hope you're getting the ball back a second time in overtime. So I don't like that. Now, what Tony Romo said uh, on the broadcast was, that because the Niners were just on defense, that Shanahan did not want to put his tired defense back out because basically, like you're right. basically saying that, that Mahomes will drive the field and score a touchdown. So I get that. You now, if you score a touchdown, if you're the Niners when you get the ball first, you do feel better about it because at the very least, like they have to go on the field themselves and score the touchdown. Right. And if they want to go for the kill, then they have to go the two point conversion. So there's right. a lot of variables on that side too. Um, again, personally, if I were the Chiefs, I would have been like, "Thank you so much." Like I'm very, very happy here. Mahomes knows exactly what he has to do, and, and he did that. But it's also funny that McCall Harmon caught the ball and he wasn't sure to celebrate or not. So even though the Chiefs did practice for it and did prepare for it, and uh, I mean, I'm sure that Shanahan ran through this before, but it, it definitely does not seem like every Niners player. I mean, like Eric Armstead and a few others said like they had no idea, but it seemed like the Chiefs, at least the offense was pretty, you know, in tune of what to do in, in that scenario. So another thing, too, is like people were going crazy. The time was running down like they still were able to ha- keep the possession into the next overtime period, too. So a lot of people are not fully 100% sure of these rules, but this all changed post, you know, the 13-second Josh Allen-Mahomes game, so we all should have remembered that. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's it's crazy how time and time again these rule changes in the league and the players who are on the field every Sunday um, don't understand it still. So it's um, – but I, I, I think – Shanahan was just in a tough spot, like a tired defense. So he took the ball first is my guess, but it's, it's, yeah, I, I think getting it second makes a lot more sense. I think it does too. But despite all of this and the fact that the 49ers did not win the Super Bowl, they are the favorites for 2025. And that kind of brings me to my next question, which is, you know, what were your general impressions of Brock Purdy? Because there was a lot of question marks going into this. Is he going to be able to even complete the game? You know, will, or will he turn it on? Will he win the MVP? I think the answer is somewhere in between. I think he proved himself as actually a very competent and confident quarterback. In fact, every time like he left the field, it seemed like the Niners were winning. And then the defense kind of, you know, gave up a point or two, right? It's not like he, he, he actually did very, very well. He didn't look like a Super Bowl MVP. Like they were fawning over him in the first half on the broadcast. Mm. Like I'm pretty tired of Tony Romo, I gotta say. Um, but that's a whole other situation. Yeah. Maybe I'm scarred. But I, you know, I thought he looked pretty good. I, I, I feel like he looks like he deserves to be there. I'm I'm glad we were getting this on record right now, way ahead of next season. Brock Purdy is a Super Bowl level quarterback and he will win one with the Chief, uh, with the uh, the 49ers 100%. He will win a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers I think within the next 3 years. Uh any questions of him being the starter long term that's out of the that's out of the question. We saw what he did in the Packers game and the Lions game where he was this clutch second half ice water advanced quarterback and he was good throughout the Super Bowl no boneheaded mistakes. There it, it, he was making great throws in the middle of the field. I was a couple of throws I remember one specifically to Ayuk just a dart right to start the third yeah. the, the in the third quarter. He did everything right. Like he was mobile as always. He's going so good going through his progressions and finding the open guy even if that's just a check down to CMC, he's still making that play. Like is he ever going to be a Mahomes level? No, but that's fine. They don't need that because the foundation of their roster is so good. They're 
coaching staff is so good and John Lynch puts together a, a hell of a team. So I think that any question about Purdy's future is gone. People were saying, you know, where to rank and people on this network were saying, where do you rank Purdy? Purdy is probably, if he was on a bad team, he would be a bottom five quarterback. I vehemently disagree. I think he has shown that he is better than that. I would say he's definitely a top half quarterback in this league. And yes, he is aided by how many great players around him, but I think any, any question marks around him are, are gone completely. And I still think as long as this team stays intact, uh, with with McCaffrey, if he stays healthy and you have Trent Williams, and you have the receivers on the outside. I know Ayuk is uh, a free agent to be Kittle. The defense is awesome. I mean, that defensive line was just so damn good in this game. There's no reason why you can't see Purdy being back in this game the next two to three seasons. I think it'll happen. And, you know, if you're going to compare Kyle Shanahan's career like arc to Andy Reid, the two Super Bowl losses, the two title game losses. Well, he's got those out of the way now and he could finally win his Super Bowl like Andy Reid did a, a few years back. So uh, I think Shanahan will say in the mix for the Super Bowl, this Niners team is going to be completely fine with Brock Purdy. I know it's tough for Niners fans to accept this, to stomach this, because I, you can't really imagine a worse, you know, gut punch. But if they didn't fumble a, a punt return, if they feel an extra point wasn't blocked, Brock Purdy is a Super Bowl champion right now. So I, again, I, yeah, I am completely right. in. I'm completely in Purdy's camp. And I know people didn't want him to win MVP, but look how many stats he was leading in passing wise. He had a fine season, probably better than fine. So I, I think you know Purdy, Mister Relevant, well, is he is the starter for the future, and he will get them back to the promised land. For fantasy, he had an excellent season. Right. And this is a fantasy podcast, so yeah. Can you draft Brock Purdy as your fantasy QB one? Yeah, you can. I'm not better. putting him in the top five. Mm -hmm. But right. yes, he can be your QB one, as can Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see, like, uh, you know, because Mahomes won the MVP, will he kind of like get back up there? Because the last impression most people have, most fantasy players had, was not that great. Right. He did not have a strong fantasy finish for his fantasy managers. I where our brains are, are linked. I was going to put this in the rundown. Wasn't sure how much fantasy heavy stuff we're going to get into. But after seeing how Kelsey finished that game and how Mahomes finished that game, I was like right. two people, two guys that had a kind of season exactly. I didn't expect. Is that going to change everyone's perception going forward? And I think, you know, I I, I still I mean, Mahomes obviously is I, he no matter how well he played, he, he shouldn't be the first quarterback taken. We've discussed who quarterback one is uh, a few weeks ago. And I think Kelsey, who, you know, went from not receiving a, a high target, high, high target share through like the last nine weeks of the season, he only like eclipsed 25 percent once. And then the playoffs, he was like above 30 percent. I mean, in that Super Bowl, he looked. He didn't look old. He looked pretty good. And he made clutch plays. He had the speed there still. So if he stays healthy, I think he was banged up all year. Uh, I like Kelsey to return to form. And I think Mahomes will always be in that. He's always going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback, in my opinion, uh, as at this point, oh, 29. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. Mahomes will be. Mahomes should have people feeling better next season. And again, to bring it back to Purdy a little bit, I think also Purdy, which is funny, his rushing prop went under because of that kneel down. Um, but I liked how mobile he was. Like he had over, I believe, what, 80 uh, rushing yards and three uh, postseason game so the fact that mo uh that purdy's now adding mobility to his already I, good repertoire i i am I'm, I'm pretty bullish on brock purdy going forward i actually think they should have used him more yeah. in the super bowl i think that was a slight mistake they because the chiefs knew they were going to lean that much on christian mccaffrey they were prepared i mean they held mccaffrey to what 55 rushing yards something like that like it wasn't impressive on the ground he was very impressive with his catching and his receiving but like actually 
the Chiefs pretty much shut him down on the ground for Christian McCaffrey. He he had a lot of rushing attempts. He only averaged three three and a half yards a carry. He had a, he ended up with eighty rushing yards, and I believe well, he got eighty because of overtime. Yards. I was looking but, at the, right the exactly regular. overtime. But he but you're one hundred percent right. Did not clear his rushing prop. There was no <laughs> no he did not, and there was no explosive run by him. He had that one nice catch where he did like the fake step, and he he beat the the defender on the left sideline there. But I, yeah, there was not it wasn't a classic McCaffrey game with a great at least one or two design runs for Purdy. Like there should have been some. I thought I expected that. I expected some kind of a mm-hmm. use his mo- like instead it was Patrick Mahomes that was out there with the design run plays or the finding the hole or whatever. Like phenomenal. he was running. He yeah. looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that interview he did before the Super Bowl about why people can't stop him from running? No, I did not. Oh, it's hilarious. He's like, Well, it's because I look like everybody else when I run. So they think I can't run. They think I'm not fast, but I am fast. It's just that I look like everybody else. So the defense takes the wrong angles. <laughs> that that fourth down play that decided, the, you know, could have decided the game where the option where he pulled it and took it off for like 20 plus. I was like, man, like this guy just kills you in so many different ways. It's a, it's a smart play call. Um, and obviously because he's going to, you know, scare you with his arm. And then they had Kelsey in motion as well, who actually ended up being his lead blocker. And he took that like just a phenomenal play there. Mahomes looking as, as spry as ever. And again, like this, that's why he's, He's, you know, in the conversation, he's right now, at least on the podium for the top three greatest quarterbacks ever. He has to be. Yeah. I mean, he's been to four Super Bowls. He's won three of them. Mm-hmm. He's 28 years old. It's stupid. Like I used to kind of be anti Holmes, but now I'm kind of at the point where you're like, like you just, it's the same way I used to kind of be anti Tom Brady. Was, but then there's a point where you're like, no, you're just so great. Like there's just such greatness. Like you just have to be like, well, that's just greatness. And like, you just recognize it, you know, yeah. I, I was the same way. I fought the the Brady thing all year. I mean, I'm lucky enough to to my team to beat him twice in Super Bowls. But I think with Brady, people early on were like, it was completely the defense. It's completely Belichick. And like, you know, this Chiefs defense this year has been phenomenal, but it's still as good as they were in this game. And, and you know, Spagnuolo deserves a ton of credit. But Mahomes still ended up with two touchdown passes. 330 yards passing like uh, we were just talking about his his legs like how great he was how clutch he was running the ball he still makes the plays to win the game so um yeah i i think you know I, i'm not he's not ahead of brady because he still has to win four more to tie brady and brady like 10 super bowls there are organizations that haven't been to one super bowl and tom brady's been to 10 so like it's it's a different category uh he's brady's all by himself but what mahomes doing already in his young career is it, phenomenal and i i think it i mean I hate giving lofty projections because it's just so hard to win. I think if you're setting, I would, if you're setting Super Bowl victories at four and a half, I still may go under. He may get one more. I don't think five is crazy, yeah. but I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think he gets. I think he gets more. I think he's so young, and that team is a dynasty. And I think they're the new Patriots. And I oh, think, it's possible. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I can't imagine. Back, I mean, he's gonna play for twelve more years. He's gonna play till he's forty. Come on. But That's then, yeah, but then if we get into that, then his mobility declines. Reed, I don't think Reed's going to be around for that much longer. Kelsey won't be around for that much longer. And then no, plus, Kelsey like, the AFC the AFC just being so loaded, it's just like, yeah, eventually we, somebody will get him. Burrow will get him again. Oh, yes, I, I agree. Like, he'll lose, but he's going to get two more Super Bowls. I think he'll reach two. I think he'll reach two. He'll but get I, five. I, I'll get him. I think he'll. I, I, I'm. I could sign off on definitely one more Super Bowl victory, and then. But I think it also have to be in the next couple of seasons. I don't think you. you like I don't no see way. him going away. I don't. I don't think you I can like. Agree. 
I don't see Mahomes, you know, not reaching a Super Bowl again until he's like 35 and winning one. I think he has to win it now when he still has like this playmaker, like a fit, like, you know, physically a game. Like, I, I don't see him becoming this like old man pocket passer and slinging it and getting back there. I think he has to win it. Like he's going to be 29 when the season starts next year. He has to win it like before he's like 32, 33 again. I, that's how I feel. Hmm. I think you're wrong. It's just I so tough. It's just so tough to get Super Bowls. And we only have the track record. Like only one, quarter, only one quarterback has won more than four. So it is. Um, but I feel like we sat here and said this about Tom Brady. We sat here and said this about Patrick Mahomes, even recently, like even when he was crappy in the middle of the season, we're like, well, they didn't give him any receivers. How's he supposed to do this? And then he yeah. did it. Like, he literally had nobody. Oh, I, I, tra- I, I, old I, traps, Kelsey. And, and that's it. That's all I had. I've been on likes. record, completely on record on, on the show. And I said that the gift that he got, people were saying, like I said, it's better to have a great defense to make you not have to score 35 points a game than like keeping a Tyreek Hill and having zero defense. I definitely think it's in Mahomes' favor. But I just think it, it, like we've never seen the season ending injury from Patrick Mahomes. Like that may happen, unfortunately, because he is a that mobile is quarterback. True. Like uh, Kelsey was bad for most of the season. He may retire soon. Like who knows if he even calls it off. This, I don't think he is, but like, you know, retired his brother. That has come up. I don't think so. But But like, if Reed goes, I just—it's too many variables. That currently have the possibility to even beat him. In my opinion, Jalen Hurts does not. Okay, they are messed up in Philadelphia. Their culture is messed up. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that great. Except that the system worked for him and all that. He on himself. Did you watch the passing skills competition? I I, I agree with you on that. That's fine. So Joe Burrow, yes, I think has the ability, but I only think he's going to win one or two because they don't have an organization that's smart. I agree. Justin Herbert, I think he might win one. And they're all in this, you know, same division because, you know, maybe they're finally going to figure it out in the next few years with the Harbaugh coming, et cetera. Maybe. That that one is, that one's interesting. That one's interesting just because of, if especially in division, if Harbaugh really gets his team going and, and then they're the higher seed, that could be interesting. Um, Herbert, you know, in crunch time and he's, he's not a very clutch quarterback. Um, right. I still, I have this man crush on Josh Allen, just how good he is. I understand the bills oh. are going to probably lose to Von Diggs and then the chiefs absolutely own the bills. I know any chiefs fan here is going to say you're an idiot. They own the bills, but, I, but Josh, Josh Allen is Superman as well as oh. Patrick Mahomes. And I think I that he, you. That Josh Allen is amazing and an incredible quarterback. Yeah. But the facts are they have tried to build a team and they can't do it. It's about the Bills. It's not about Josh Allen. The difference is Patrick Mahomes is with an organization that sure. will figure out how, you know, it's the same problem with like what where I worry about maybe even Jordan Love. Like I think Jordan Love is a been, good or possibility. I think he's possibility, but are they going to continue to give him everything he needs that organization? I'm not sure the organization necessarily, I trust, you know, I trusted the Patriots for many years mm-hmm. that the organization was to do the right thing by Tom Brady. I trust the chiefs to do the right thing by Patrick Mahomes. I don't trust the bills to do the right thing by Josh Allen. I, I, it's very scary with the defense getting worse. Stephon Diggs has some issues and he was a ghost for half the season. I, you're right there. I just think there's the gauntlet of quarterbacks. We haven't even brought up Lamar who does struggle in the playoffs, but you know, again, still MVP probably was their best chance to win a Super Bowl. And they, they failed this year. I mean, Tua, unfortunately they were on the road played in the cold weather. I understand, but still a lot of good quarterbacks. The one that I, 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 the one I like, and I did full this on a minus three because of how good the roster is now and how young the roster is now and how good the defense is. CJ Stroud. Tell me it's CJ Stroud. It's not CJ Stroud, although CJ oh, Stroud is a very good answer. I think if you want to even take another long shot, it could be, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence. They did have a, you know, they, they did play the Chiefs tough in the past. I Maybe. like 
this is maybe an unpopular answer because people don't seem to like him much anymore. But I, I think the Jets are going to be good with Aaron Rodgers next year. I, I, I think Brees Hall is awesome. Garrett Wilson's awesome. They had a couple of pieces. And that defense, like we just saw the Chiefs, the, you know, their defense win, how much that matters. Quinn and Williams in the middle. That's your Chris Jones. They have the sauce gardener. That's your Trent McDuffie. They have other good players. In the, you know, Reed and the edge rushers have been great this year. Like for the Jets, they they just drafted well. And I think if Rodgers gets a little bit of O-line help and maybe another receiver who isn't a former Packer, I, I I really do think, especially with like the bills, like we're talking about maybe falling off the Patriots. We don't have to worry about the, the, I don't, I just don't trust the dolphins. I think that the jets will be a player. Yeah. I think you're right about that too. I actually, we might be the only two people that feel that way, Eddie. Um, <laughs> They're built like the Niners, like Sal kind of I built agree. the Niners, but he, like, it's the same thing. It's like, instead of Purdy, who, again, we just talked about how great he was, it's, right. it's Aaron Rodgers, And it's like, right. the, the team is built very similarly. So I, I think there'll be a problem, but yeah, it's, it's just the path to getting there is so tough. And he has to play against all these quarterbacks. We haven't even mentioned really any NFC challengers, but uh, I, I think I'm comfortable saying he'll reach two more and definitely one more win, but I'm not shocked if he wins more. I just think it's just so hard. And it's just, you don't know how that chief's roster will look if his body breaks down, what have you, but he, I think he was going to cash in cash in now while you could still make those wow plays. Don't like, I don't see him doing the Peyton Manning. Like uh, I'm like a, you know, weekend and Bernie's like corpse. They prop up up there and he makes plays. Like I, I think Mahomes still has to be the guy for the, the his team to win. If that makes sense. I think he, you really didn't really have to be much of the guy this year, except for in a few clutch situations, but I hear what you're saying. I just don't yeah. think, but, but much so much less so with Patrick Mahomes than say a Jalen Hurts or a Lamar Jackson. I think those two people, like their time really is running out. Their time's running out. They're totally great. Fast. Totally agree. I think Patrick Mahomes has a lot more time than that because I think he can become just a passer if he needs to be and still win. I think he has the possibility to do that uh, because he sees everything. He yeah. sees everything. If this Chiefs defense, um, they keep adding pieces and Spag stays there, I mean, you're definitely, oh, you, you yeah, could be right. I mean, they, they, if they become another, you know, if they're the, now the 2000 uh, Ravens or the Legion of Boom, like, it, they, they create this defense that sticks around for, for multiple seasons and just shutting teams down, then, then his life is a lot easier. So I, I do agree with that. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Speaking of defenses, the uh, Dallas Cowboys did hire Mike Zimmer for their defensive coordinator, which I think is probably a pretty good move. Um, I think the most exciting potential of it is that it hopefully Mike Zimmer's teams have always been very well disciplined. Mm -hmm. And that has been a problem with the Dallas Cowboys defense, the offsides calls. I mean, it's just been really problematic. So hopefully if he can just, honestly, if they just cleaned up that, the Dallas Cowboys would look like a much better team. And they cost themselves so many times they beat themselves. So hopefully that's good news uh, for those of you who are, you know, who knows? It's it's hard. You know, Dan Quinn was was pretty good for your fantasy Dallas Cowboys uh, defenses uh, that had a lot of takeaways and such, but hopefully – uh, Mike Zimmer will keep that going. T Higgins looks like he's going to be getting the franchise tag. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's encouraging for anybody that has T Higgins, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, you want to keep him there. We're talking about Joe Burrow being good. He's the one guy that we think could beat Mahomes, potentially could win multiple right. Super Bowls, potentially. Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense with him dealing with an injury, then coming back, and you want to take away one of his best pieces, one of the more dynamic, bigger body receivers in the league. I don't like that. I, as a Giants fan, I would love for a T. Higgins. I'm sure a lot of other teams would love T. Higgins and their team. Um, I, I think the Bengals, it's just very strange how we regarded the Bengals as like a perennial contender, and then we kind of forgot about them. I know. Still had a solid season, too, uh, without Burrow being there. But I think – Browning. They were they I mean, were totally fine, but I think with Burrow they're another animal and and keep the guys like keep your it's a younger team your best players are very very young keep your best guys there um so I think it's smart for them to at least tag them and hopefully figure out a long term contract so um, and and then obviously I think with Burrow coming back healthy he'll be more of a factor in fantasy again this uh, upcoming season yeah I think so too and interestingly um you know Tony Pollard is another one that I wonder what's going to happen. In Dallas, he was one that got much better as the season went along, but he's also, they're going to have to figure out a contract for Pollard mm-hmm. and he may be too much. So it'll be interesting as we come on the off season to see what happens, what trades, what moves. Obviously the biggest domino that everyone's talking about is what will happen with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Will Chicago take Caleb Williams? And that once that domino falls or once the trades are made, maybe we'll even know a little bit ahead of time. Um, we'll be able to start piecing together some more accurate predictions. And the next thing is the NFL draft. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think we had a very interesting, like little piece of news this week with the draft where obviously we talked about it last week with Caleb, uh, posting about Cliff Kingsbury, the higher Cliff Kingsbury, he's from yeah. the DC area. And then reports came out a couple of days later that the commanders were really not interested in moving up like heaven and earth or giving the, the bears a package to move up the one spot. I think that's kind of an indictment on what they think about Caleb Williams. So that's pretty interesting to me because if you have your, co- his former yeah. coach from last year and they don't want to move up for him, it could also kind of be because of what happened last year with Bryce young and CJ Stroud. But I think part yeah. of it is like, I don't know if Caleb Williams is the guy. A lot of, you know, reports are coming out about his, the, the mental makeup stuff. And, you know, it's never good when a quarterback I think has, mental, it's, it's mental tough. Mental makeup is major. And, and then he had a, he just had a flat out worst season and USC did not beat, they had a losing record in his career versus good teams versus ranked teams. As simple as that. So like, I don't know, um, you know, people are maybe souring on him. And I think the bears are another reason why we haven't really heard a lot of the Justin Fields trade talk spice up is because maybe they're actually going, do we just keep fields and draft someone else? Do we just move back and draft the receiver? Um, because again, Justin Fields at some points last year, like, Oh wow, he could be the guy if he had better pieces around him and they're slowly building to a quality football team and as we've seen like you can get the Super Bowl with Mr. Relevant if you build up a good team and I think if the Bears you have a good team maybe thinking right. that if you have a good organization if you build the team well yeah. selfishly Absolutely. for fantasy uh because they they come up every single week I feel like I I still would love to see Justin Fields go to Atlanta I think that would just be great um put him with all those guys they have there that'd be a really fun offense it's a very winnable division I feel like we've had this conversation 10 times but give him London and Pitts and Bijan that'd be a really good team there Plays in the dome, way way different than playing outdoors in Chicago. He's going to play in a dome now. I think this makes a lot of sense. It's fun. You get a spark in that. You know, obviously hiring a new head coach, you you get that franchise feeling a lot better. And then the it just maybe just time for a clean break in Chicago. You just move on, yeah, new regime. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think I really do think that they're really struggling with this decision, what to do, and and maybe. Um, you know, I, I think ultimately they probably will end up moving him and drafting probably Caleb Williams, but, um, it is, you know, it is getting kind of dicey now. We're not too far away from the draft. 
Yeah, we aren't. It's coming right up. So don't worry, you'll get plenty of draft coverage right here on the Extra Points Network. Um, but I guess, Eddie, it is time to wrap up our season. We are officially on hiatus until next fantasy football season. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you'll continue to see content from both Eddie and I across the network occasionally yes. and certainly on uh, X and our Instagram pages. I will be doing plenty of baseball um conjecture some bets some fantasy stuff i've got my tout wars draft coming up here in a couple of weeks so those who are interested in fantasy baseball um i'll be writing a review of that and then hopefully it will be live broadcast on sirius xm so you can kind of follow some strategies there um and i'll say a little bit of a teaser Uh, i don't want to you know put the car before the horse but i definitely agree what you're saying you will see jen uh and baseball content coming forward we have a, a pretty Nice plan surprise thing uh, in a few weeks time here at Extra Points Network. So a little little tease there. Surprise that even I don't know. So I feel teased <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> but it has been an awesome season and we would not be a successful podcast without you, our listeners. And I just want to take a moment to thank you all again for interacting with us, for enjoying the season with us. We hope you got some awesome advice. We hope you didn't come in second place like we did in your fantasy postseason leagues. Um, don't worry, we're going to, we're going to win next year and you guys probably won. Um, and we're better than us. We, we try to give the solid advice. Uh, uh, but maybe, maybe, uh, we should have, uh, Toby and Brett start doing, maybe we'll do soccer now yeah. and they'll do fantasy football. We'll see. We should do it. We should do a swap yeah. like <laughs> trading places. Yeah, be exactly. Hilarious guys. Thanks so much for listening to waiver wired in the off season. Don't forget to listen to lemon pepper parlay minus three extra points covered in glory and trendy. The other shows on our podcast network also brought to you by Omaha. And of course, Caesar sports books who we are very proud to partner with. Thank you so much. Enjoy the off season and we will see you in August. Thank you.